Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Read. Junk. Podcast. Read the podcast. Read your host, my guy. What's up, everyone? It's the Rejunk Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kremko, and it's day who the hell knows of the quarantine. I know I've been inside for quite a long time. Uh, haven't been in the store in about two months. Haven't really walked anywhere. Haven't driven in six months. It's it's, it's Things are getting to me um, so much that I needed to uh, reach out to some people and uh, just talk to other people. Um, so I reached out to my friends, uh, Ryan and Eric, and we just talk about movies for this podcast. It's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint the topic or like headline of this podcast. So we'll just say it's eighties and nineties movies. We grew up watching that were either underrated, underappreciated, obscure, or just really bad. Uh, we're not going to really get to talk about like the, the obvious choices of like back to the future and Goonies and Terminator, that kind of stuff. It's more of like the ones you should find on cable, um, our list is kind of quite long, so perhaps we'll do more of these podcasts if people actually listen to them. We'll see. It was a lot of fun to do. We talk about movies like Crawl, Highlander, BMX Bandits, Tremors, Gleaming the Cube, Anaconda, Only in the Strong, and so much more. Before the episode starts, if you haven't already, be sure to like the site on social media. If, I'll have the links in the description so you can check that out there. Be sure to look at my latest designs on TeePublic. They have face masks now, so that's always good. Um, I have a feeling we'll be needing them for a long time. So snag one up. Okay, so let's go. Here's Eric, Ryan, and I talking 80s and 90s movies right here on the Rejunk Podcast. <music> going so i mean so pretty much we want to just kind of just kind of spitball here of just it was it's kind of hard to narrow down a specific title for this because it's like you can do the movies that we grew up watching but a lot of it's mainstream and i don't want to just like talk about back to the future and like goonies and those kind of ones i want to talk more about like the more obscure or underrated and the really bad that we watched growing up uh, stuff that's on cable that we always just end up watching. Um, I'm an 80s kid. I was born in the 70s, but 80s kid. But I don't know I, I have a huge list for both 80s and 90s. So I don't know if you guys want to go through the 80s first. Oh, so, but all right. So I'm talking with Eric and Ryan. Um, Eric writes for the site here and there. But what else do you do? You, you're like a freelance journalist or? Correct. Correct. I'm a freelance journalist and editor. So I do some work for the Washington Post here in, uh, I live in Northern Virginia okay. and I do some writing for LA Times, Napa Valley Register and a couple of other places as well as of course, Rejunk. Yeah. I mean, Washington Post, fuck off. But I mean, it's Rejunk. It's all, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah. So you, you got some cred. The, the, the Wa- right. WAPO wouldn't publish my Glenn Danzig review. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I get the leftovers and I'm fine with that. Some of the, some of the leftovers, you know, and then, and then Ryan, he does 100% ska podcast. Um, uh, and he, he does a lot of DJing at, sh- at shows that I'm at usually, but, and you, but what else have you uh, been doing lately, Ryan? Um, so I've actually been getting into, uh, 
the recording myself doing some uh, uh, cocktail mixing and some, I was like going through like how to cook food um, on my uh, Ride Midnight uh, Facebook page. It's something I've been thinking about doing for quite some time. And now with the uh, quarantine as well, not doing like not doing, you know, uh, live DJ shows and let's just, you know, everybody's online. Let me just finally go ahead and start creating this content. So I've done a couple of those videos uh, and that's been uh, actually a lot of fun. I'm going to try to keep doing that. And of course, uh, continuing forward with the 100% Scott podcast, that's been going great. And, uh, you know, just fingers crossed and waiting for us to finally be able to like, watch, you know, live music again. And of course, like watching stuff online and trying to be as, supportive of everybody's output um as as possible i mean you've been seeing so much new and creative content that people are trying to do just to stay connected online and you know either it's in their kind of immediate space or they're trying to branch out kind of like my my cocktail drink uh mixing but just kind of seeing people how people are engaging uh online has been really fascinating yeah, it's it's been really well. Just for the musicians, uh, like bands and musicians and stuff like that, they've been just doing tons of live streams. Like today, there's just always on Saturday nights. There's tons of live streams. It's kind of it's kind of in a way of who's calling. <laughs> no, it was my alarm to tell me, hey, it's almost nine thirty, so just get ready. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's been really cool to see how bands have been pulling together, doing live shows online and, and then Bandcamp yesterday had like, you know, 100% of the proceeds go to the band. So that was nice. So a lot of, I know like Lesson Jake just did something and some other ska bands and just bands in general. Yeah. So it's like, cause it's like iTunes has kind of gone away. So a lot of people have been doing Bandcamp lately. So it's kind of, yeah. And I do, and I think that it is. So, if you missed it May first, I do believe that Bandcamp has already promoted the idea that they're actually going to do it June first and July first as well, no, where all proceeds will, will go. I, I think it's like the first of the month for June and July. Don't one hundred percent quote me on that. I should, I should have that before I say it out loud. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, that they are that they are doing that. But if they're now listening to this podcast, now they have to do it, or else you know they're going to look like they're going to look like idiots. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so today's discussion, we wanted to talk about, yeah, like the eighties and nineties movies that we grew up watching, not necessarily good ones, but ones. So, I mean, who wants to start with like a movie that, that has you watched over and over as a kid? Sure. Um, well I'll go first, Brian, cause, cause you mentioned one that I actually revisited a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, Krull from 1983, yes. if I'm not mistaken, Ken Marshall, uh, and I don't know if he's ever been in anything else. Like, I can't say that he's ever been else. So for, for, for the un- uninitiated, the basic outline of Krull is an alien, an alien monster descends on this planet that's stuck in basically the Middle Ages, right? Or the Renaissance period. And they're supposed to reunite and marry and, and the, right. the prince and the king or whatever are supposed to get married. And then so they unite and then the aliens attack. Right. So there's two warring kingdoms that are supposed to marry and the, you know, the Capulets and the Montagues basically. Yeah. And on top of this lands a giant space monster who needs to run away with the bride for reasons that are never quite established other than, Hey, she's young and hot. 
and Scottish, I'm going to take her away from you <laughs> because I'm, I'm an ugly ass monster from another planet. Uh, who talks so, very so British. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> fun, fun bit of trivia, Brian. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the actress who portrays Lissa, the, the princess, yeah. Yeah. apparently had a, such a heavy Scottish accent that in post-production, they looped her dialogue with the American actress, Lindsay Krause. I think I think I do remember that because the last time I watched it, I don't know if it was on a commentary or something that I was I was reviewing it or just watching it. And I think I did or maybe I was just looking at IMDb, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember like her like it kind of doesn't sound like her, like the, the, the voice no. that would come out of her mouth. But hey, whatever it worked. <laughs> but right. it's, it's such a cheesy kind of like movie and it kind of like. I'm not like the biggest horror fan, but some things kind of creep me out still. Like those, every time you kill one of those aliens, it was like this, like, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the sound it makes. And boy, that hurts. Yeah. But this movie had Liam Neeson in like one of his first roles. It had, uh, Coltrane as well. The guy from Braveheart. Um, what the, the guy, the, he had, he had the battle. Gibson. He had the battle axe uh, in crawl, but I'm trying to think of. Huh. Um, but he was Black he was one of the the guys that gets uh, killed by William Wallace with the horse, with the the mallet, okay. the mace or whatever. Yeah, right. so it's, it's a good cast, and it's a mixture of some Americans and mostly British and Irish, I guess, and Scottish. But how? Where? Where was the? It, it, it just—I I, want to go back to, in, in, to 1982 or one, whenever it was, and say, 83, okay, it's 83. It's 83, 83. We've got something that's like half Excalibur, King Arthur. It was a Star Wars ripoff too. In. Well, of course, because because the aliens have have ray guns. Yeah. Which the protagonists do not have because, again, they, they they're supposed to be stuck in like the 1700. They're equivalent of outer space 1700s. So. I don't know if they were trying to make some statement. I'm doubting about about technology versus versus uh, rudimentary weapons that that our heroes have and have to overcome the beast. I'm probably giving them way too much credit, but but who, who the f knows? Ryan, so, so Ryan, you haven't seen this though, right? I, th- that's right. So I I'm a bad '80s kid. I have actually never seen Kroll. Now I do have in. Uh, my storage unit somewhere. I think I have the Marvel comic adaptation oh, of crawl. Wow. That's got to be worth something, not, right? I, A couple pennies. No. <laughs> pennies. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I can find someone that's going to, that's willing to give me a shiny quarter for it. If I'm lucky, like, like so much of my comic book collections, like uh, those are three cents each. Oh. <laughs> I like it. I, um, just, I just sold a box of comics. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Well, Brian, one thing about Krull, and Ryan, you might know this too, just because you love posters so much. The poster of Krull is super badass because it's got the the hero and the heroine in foreground, and Ken Marshall Culwin is holding the thing called the Glaive, which is basically a ninja star on steroids combined with a boomerang that can go, it cuts through walls. But it's shooting out lasers on the poster, and behind them is the beast. Yeah. And you never, you never really see the beast in the movie. 
because they obviously didn't have too much money to make yeah, it look the scary. So it's always behind smoke or behind something. But yeah, on it, the was poster, like smudgy, like, okay, it was like smudgy. It was like a smudgy effect they were doing too. It was like, yeah. Um, this if this but, is one movie to take away to watch, Ryan, I think it's this one. Like I think for this well, podcast, I think we each should have a homework assignment of watching whatever movie that we haven't seen. One just one movie. No, I'm, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna fix I'm gonna fix this. It's and it's not like I I have any like uh, reservation or decide like no I refuse to watch Crawl or I had like you know I was scared of the trailer I never watched it like I just I just yeah. literally never got it was I always literally on, never got to it. It was always on TV, you know. So it was always something. Oh, I, I mean, my my parents had cable, so I would always watch whatever was on. Also, since I know both you guys are music music nerds yes like i am um i, I was gonna bring so, this up <laughs> <laughs> james well, horner right I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect it back yes exactly james horner but um i remember watching it as a kid going this sounds so suspiciously like star trek 2 <laughs> but i know it's not star trek 2 but then later on of course when you're grown when you're growing up you're like oh he just recycled a lot of the cues that he had for star trek 2 because because he had like three weeks to like hey we need 90 minutes worth of music um okay i got all this stuff i did for star trek 2 that i'm not going to use so i'm just going to recycle it and and re redo it for for this fantasy and it'll, well, it'll work i tell you i mean uh you know god bless him but yeah unfortunately the, the late james horner who passed away a couple of years ago in a plane crash um yeah but he he was known for doing like the same like he had that that trumpet flare like he was just known for that and the same, the same kind of, he would recycle all this kind of same stuff. I mean, John Williams does that too from time to time. Sure. Um, but James Horner was like known for that, like Braveheart. And then there was like a golf movie that came out in the early 2000s that it, it sounded very, very similar to Braveheart. <laughs> I'm like, is he not even trying at this point? No. It's like all of his stuff was ripped off. But man, of I still miss him. I miss him. <laughs> Aliens, Willow. And Star Trek Two, like anything he did after those three, you're like, oh, I can I can hear the cues from those movies. Legends of the Fall. Um, I think he did. Did he do Land Before Time? I think he did Land Before Time. Hmm. Um, I mean, we should just have a whole podcast on film scores. I can do that. <laughs> um, now I want to know if he did Land Before Time. But the best part, I think, of Crawl that I loved was when they, not to get too spoilery uh, for, for Ryan or any, anyone who hasn't seen it, but like at some point they need to get to this fortress that constantly changes location. And they have to, they finally f discover the location of the fortress and they have to get there before the sun goes down or it changes. So they find these horses that they're like the, the fire mares or, or something they're called. So they all they they ride these horses and it's like just beautiful music and they're flying in the air. These it's like such cheesy effect of these like horses flying, <laughs> and they like rush up to the mountain fortress thing before the sun goes down. And it's like it's almost in a way it's almost like Suicide Squad because it's like yeah, don't get used to so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, also you left out the part that to find out where the fortress is going to be one of the main characters has to go and fight a giant spider to meet up with a gal he was going to marry at some, it, it's the Obi-Wan character. Really the Obi-Wan character. Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and then, oh, it just, it just, uh, Ryan, you're in for such a treat when you, when you sit down <laughs> and watch crawl. But, um, 
that's the kind of you could not do that movie now. You just couldn't. You just could not. You'd get laughed out of the room. Here's an idea for Ryan that for his his Facebook channel. Why don't you do a live video of you like watching it? So a reaction video of you watching the movie. <laughs> you know, I guess if I put a giant disclaimer at the, at the front, like for entertainment purposes only, don't sue my ass in oblivion for like. Yeah, streaming, the, streaming a movie. Right. Well, no, it's not you. It's, it's not you watching the. It's just you watching the movie, and you. Oh, it's just do, me watching the movie and doing like right. kind of some commentary. Yeah, I don't know. Some people, it's, the, the it's kids do that. It's yeah, they do. Like the whole, the whole, like you know, to get off on a tangent and go way out of you know into like the now twenty twenties. The, the kids in their reaction videos, yeah. uh, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm going to watch you watching your video or music video and get your reaction, I guess. Okay. I just got, the I postman mean, just came. I'm going to yeah, open I mean, my mail. You gotta, I mean, you got to have a lot more personality than U.S. Acres to like pull something off like that. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Amazing. So, so I, I would say definitely check out Crawl. It's one of those good, bad movies. It's, 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 I don't know if I, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it's bad. It's just, it just, it's, it's very, it, it, they rip off a lot of movies. It just has a lot going on and it doesn't quite know what it's trying to do. It's, yeah, it's, you're right, Brian. It's not bad per se. It's just, it just kind of, it's a pastiche of a bunch of stuff, but doesn't quite know where it's going Yeah. in the end. And it's, a, it's, a joy, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Um, I have I have a movie that I was actually looking on YouTube today because it's actually the full movie is on there and it's kind of a bad movie and it's actually I think Nicole Kimmons first movie and it's the BMX Bandits from 1983 again another 1983 movie. It's from Australia obviously, but it's a right. just BMX kind of action comedy kind of adventure thing of these Nicole Kimmons meets up with these two guys I think PJ and Goose I think their names. <laughs> and like it's all about BM, like BMX. Like I was, I had like a, a Stu Thompson or a Huffy or something back then. So I was like into BMX back then in the early eighties. Uh, so I I watched this movie a ton of times. Like I had I had it on VHS or VCR. I taped it off HBO. I think. Um, but it was Nicole Kim is like one of her first movies, and it's like she was I don't wow. know eighteen or nineteen maybe. Um, like just red, fiery, curly hair and riding bikes the entire time and this is like cheesy 80s soundtrack and um the plot of it is pretty much like these guys find there was a bank robbery bank robbery or something and they use these walkie-talkies and the bmx kids find the walkie-talkies and then that somehow links them back to the crime so then these guys go and chase the kids with the bmx bikes and they go through like a water park and it's like this huge chase scene at the end and it's like then Nicole Kimmons character gets gets captured and they go and it's 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 I don't know it's one of those movies I just always watched I was like watching it today I'm like oh this is so bad <laughs> but you so, guys you guys haven't B- seen it I actually okay so BMX okay so so first off my one of my picks was going to be in it and this could become this this podcast could just become a podcast about BMX movies so <laughs> I was my 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 movie was rad so okay I, I have never actually seen BMX Bandits until maybe like five years ago when I was finally like you know what I think it was on 
like Netflix streaming or, yeah. or Amazon for, for a hot minute. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to finally watch this movie like, you know, 20 years after I really should have. Um, and, and thought, okay, yeah, this is, it's, it's great to see like Nicole Kidman in like full Australian accents and clearly like just watching these kids like ride around on BMX bikes. And it's like, yeah, you could totally see why this movie would resonate with kids, you know, so much. And it was hitting right at that peak where, yeah, the BMX and the biking was, totally. yeah. uh, you know, hitting, hitting its stride, like the extreme sports were just coming into their, uh, you know, their, 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 their kind of like proto hipsterness. Um, but I was, I was all, all about rad. Uh, and I would love to talk about Rad, but I have a couple other movies as well. If we do I never saw Rad. My friend always like, oh, you gotta <laughs> you, see Rad. And I'm like, I've never seen it. I know. Okay. So let me, let me, let me sell you on Rad. Rad, <laughs> Rad is a BMX bike movie made by the director and stunt coordinator of a ton of 70s car chase movies, including uh, Smokey and the Bandit and Cannonball Run. Wow. I love Cannibal Run. Oh, I should have put that on the, on the list. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he made this movie that's basically about uh, this like uh, small town kid who rides his bike and they come from, I forget how, why they do this, but like a corporation comes to his small town and they build a giant BMX track and they're going to have all like the international, all the international bikers um, come to ride this track and they're going to win like $50,000 and like a, you know, sign up with like mongoose if you remember mongoose is like was like the premier name oh, yeah. and, and bmxing and then the conflict is that on the same day that the race is going to be would be our our hero crew jones is supposed to take his sat tests and will he will he give up his dream to be the best bmxer in the world so that he can take his, his sats and you know it goes from there um but a fun note of the of this movie is also that it stars a very young pre-full house Lori Laughlin, mm, who wow. and who I had an absolute crush on uh, after after seeing this movie. Did she bribe her way into that film? Uh, I'm sorry, low, low, low hanging fruit. <laughs> low hanging fruit. Sorry. Wasn't she also in Back to the Beach, which is another movie on my list? Back to the yes, Back to Wait, the Beach is was a, she the daughter of Frankie and Annette. Yes, yes, yes. really. Wow. Yes. Huh. Back to the back to the beach, also featuring uh, Fishbone yep. singing with uh, Annette Finicello doing uh, Jamaica Ska. Do you know a Jamaica, a Jamaica Ska? <laughs> uh, sure, it, it was a, it was a, it was a required course in our in our at college. Jamaica Ska, da, 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 da. Ska, Ska, Ska. There you go. I remember that's, it. Yeah, that's that was a t- that was a terrible movie. <laughs> And Pee Wee Herman flies away on a surfboard after yeah. doing uh, "Bird Is the Word," but it was so good. And it had it had uh, Dick Dale and Stevie Ray Vaughan doing really? a, a doing a rendition of "Pipeline." I think it was "Pipeline," which absolutely kills. Uh, you've got, um, uh, I think, both uh, uh, Gilligan and the Skipper right. uh, show up. I think I think in character. You have the Beaver. Uh, show up like as like a judge of the surf contest. Oh, it's so brilliant. It's amazing. I love, I, I love it's, that movie. I'm ashamed. That, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I do not have that. Uh, had that on my list, my short list. I wish some of these movies were available on streaming because some of them are not. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, I have them like, I used to have well, them on VHS and 
but not DVD. Well, I, I, will, I will say, and I'm not, I am definitely not shilling though. If they want to you know, reward me, I won't, I won't deny it. Uh, so this uh, Blu-ray company, Vinegar Syndrome is finally releasing Rad on Blu-ray for the first time ever. Oh. Um, it was never, it was never officially released on DVD. It was like, stuck in VHS like ownership hell like who knows like no one knew actually who owned the movie um but I guess they figured it all out so they're finally putting it out like 4k completely remastered wow. like so of course like day one I had to like pre-order that because I might I'm watch. just gonna watch that all maybe all I'll try weekends. to review that then that's <laughs> <laughs> why why one of the reasons why I still have a site to review stuff because I don't feel like paying for it <laughs> <laughs> Um, Eric, you want to go next for a movie? Um, yeah, you know, one, one I really, really wanted to talk to you guys about, and Ryan and I have been kicking this around for years is I, 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 I'm sure we all saw Highlander when we were about that impressionable age of, I saw it a lot later, like in college, but okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember very vividly seeing that film as maybe I was 10 or whatever, and I was already, I, I think that's the first film where I was very cognizant of the, the narrative use of flashback. <laughs> oh, we're going back and then we're doing this and then we're doing this and then we're doing this. And it had guys chopping heads off and there was magic and there was Sean Connery trying to do a Spanish accent and Queen doing the soundtrack. Uh, that's a, such a good song though. Oh yeah. Here uh, Kings of the universe and who wants to live forever. They're both, they're both fun queen songs. I'm not going to say they're good, but they're fun. Yeah. But um, if you look at that movie as an adult, you're just like, Oh man, this, this movie's bad. I do <laughs> own it on voodoo. So I'm, I do want I've been meaning to watch it again and I wanted to make, I actually wanted to make a spoof t-shirt of it for straight edge, but it's like, there can only be one and it'd be like straight edge, <laughs> but I, don't, I have to figure out the right design for it. Cause like I'm still straight, right. so I'm like there can only be one. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And who did the soundtrack for that? Was it Michael Kane? Michael Kamen, I think that that. That sounds about right. Yeah, another composer gone. Um, so oh. Highlander is one that I have not. I mean, I know I've seen it, but not in a billion years. Like probably since I was like a kid. Um, and I vaguely recall seeing Highlander two. The quickening. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of the sequels. I maybe seen the. I think I've seen the fourth one because I remember that came out in the late nineties, and I kept seeing the trailer for it. I'm like, I might as well just go. I'm like, it was like Aaron, not Aaron Paul. What's his name? Something yeah, Paul. Paul. Not uh, Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul. Yeah, I'm, I'm like not the guy from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> not the guy from. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> What up, bitch? I'm there can only be up, one, bitch. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. There's your head rolling down the floor, bitch. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we can absolutely talk about the sequels, but but just in terms of Highlander itself, it, it's one of these movies that I'm sure sounded great on paper. It's like, oh, you got a Scotsman from the 1600s who lives for 400 years, and then there's this thing where all the other immortals are going to gather together for one final battle to have this power at the end that lets you see into the future. But if it let him see in the future, it'd be like, uh, oh, wow. So <laughs> then there's then there's four more movies and a television series. You didn't see that shit coming, did you? I'm surprised they haven't rebooted it, though. 
Uh, there, uh, there is plans to see from what ah. I've heard on the internet movie. That, yes, that there is a plan to redo Highlander, but it's like, why? What can you gain on it? What is, uh, it was that lead actor, Christopher Lambert, right? Is that his name? Correct. Correct. Yes. What is he? What has he done besides Highlander? Um, before Mortal, that, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I haven't seen Mortal Kombat. He was, he was, he was raided. Oh my Mortal god, Kombat. you're right, Ryan. Forgot about that. <laughs> he was, he was also in. What was he? Was Christopher Lambert was in Fortress? Was that? He was in Fortress. He was in Fortress. Ah, man, I know my bad movies, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh. I'm like, so, I look at the cover, Mike. Yeah, as it was back in the day, it was all about looking at the VHS cover, and it's like, yeah, right. I'm gonna pass. I don't know. So, Brian, I got, I got to tell you this, this side story about Fortress. I promise, I'll, I'll look it back to Highlander. So, sure. Ryan and I, Ryan and I have a friend, um, a pair of brothers that we grew up with, and I watched Fortress with them. And within the first 30 minutes, there's two instances of full-on frontal male nudity for not really any reason. But our friend was, ah, you know, <laughs> and that, was his, that, was, that was his whole protest. And then having his, ah, you know, <laughs> I was like, that's your whole thing. There was no argument to it. There was no, man, this is great. It was, ah. you know, <laughs> well, it was, it's rare. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's but, like Mighty um, Python movie or something, but <laughs> so Christopher Lambert before Highlander was in a Tarzan movie that I've not seen called Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan or something like that, Man. King of the Apes or wow. Prince of the Apes or something of the Apes. You're going deep cut here. But, yeah, but when they hired him for Highlander, they didn't realize that the dude spoke absolutely no English at all. <laughs> like you can tell, you know, this is like oh oh yeah. So he shows up by the set. He's like, hey, it's nice to meet you. But they're like, okay, can you go over there and do this? Blank face, like, oh, fuck, this dude doesn't know any English. What are we going to – we're just going to have to feed him his lines phonetically. Again, who the, who the hell knew? Uh, somebody thought it was a good idea. And then Sean Connery, let's just, let's just talk Sean Connery because it's now been, what, 15, 16 years since the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he's not been in a movie since. And the dude's 90, so he's probably not going to be in anything yeah. else. But, um, all right, so we need – Somebody with gravitas to be an old Spanish prince? No, Egyptian, right? Is he? What the hell was he supposed to be? I thought he was Scottish because of, he was. <laughs> <laughs> that's how long I've like watched it. Of. But the character's name is Ramirez. Oh, okay. Which sounds pretty Spanish, but but so he shows up it's as the, My as name the, is Ramirez. <laughs> right. He shows up as the Obi Wan Kenobi character, the mentor character that teaches. The Connor McCloud, how to use a sword because apparently he was crap with the sword before. Never mind that he was fighting all the other Highland clans yeah. up there. And then he gets a spoiler alert. Then Sean Connery gets his head cut off and is gone from the movie. But he's in the film for like 15 minutes. And who was that. the bad? Who, who was the bad guy? It was like Ernest. What's his face? Ernest no, Brown. No, um, uh, Clancy, Clancy Brown. Brown. Clancy Brown. Clancy yes. Brown. The Kurgan. And that guy's been in so many movies. He has. He has. He's, yeah. yeah, he shows up. He was in the Shawshank Redemption of all things, Lancey Brown. Yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite, top five favorite movies. That isn't Star Wars That's or Lord one. of the Rings. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as yeah. the good stuff that, that Highlander has going on, it 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 looks okay. The, the, sound, the, the soundtrack is good. 
Um, I like to, I like to say nice things about a movie first before I start tearing it apart. So it it looks good, but the problem Russell Mulcahy is just not a good director, and he's not a good. He he later wrote, if I'm not mistaken, he wrote Backdraft, based on his time at, as a Chicago firefighter. Oh, yeah, I, I don't even remember. Yeah, I actually, I've never seen Backdraft. Believe it or not. Okay, I, I need to add that to my list. Ron Howard did that, right? You, Yes. yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Backdraft is is fantastic. It's interesting. You know what? On a side note, I would just be interested to hear your thoughts on Backdraft because I watched, and that's now we're getting kind of into the 90s, although I didn't watch Backdraft until I think a couple years after it came out. Watching Backdraft, you can kind of, it's, it's interesting to watch a movie that was made in like, the, what was that, 91, 92? Correct, 91. Like almost like, 20, like 25, 30 years later. Um, yeah. And to see the differentiation in like characters and like how, how it was like acceptable to like show characters and character development and, and how you would develop and show like um, language and like converse and like just dialogue and everything. And just like how that kind of just changes, you know, and, there, and there's just so much like, like testosterone in that movie. Like, I mean, it's obviously, like, it's like firefighters. I don't say testosterone is bad, but it's just like, it's so blatant, uh, you know, like, and I guess like I'm Michael, honestly, like, like 80s Michael and 90s. Bay kind of testosterone. Kind, kind of, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad analogy. Yeah, it's definitely like the, the pre-Michael Bay. Wait, so uh, who was yeah. in Backdraft? Was it Billy Billy Kurt Russell, oh, no, Billy Baldwin, Billy, all right, yeah, Billy okay. Baldwin. I know you. All right, all right. Was uh, De, Niro, De Niro, um, Scott Glenn. Uh, who else was in there? Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Got to have a woman. Um, who else was in there? Oh, Donald Sutherland is a crazy. Yeah, Don, that's what I'm trying to think of. Donald Sutherland. Yeah, as a crazy guy, because you know the, Donald Sutherland. All right. Um, let's I, going back to Highlander and the segue from that with Queen. I'll, I'll have you guys have seen Flash Gordon from 1980, right? Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. That was that was one that I watched a lot. Uh, my dad loved that one too. Um, he would always love. He loved uh, Fultan, like dive. So <laughs> he would always do that. <laughs> like Flash. Oh. I still I still listen to that soundtrack. Yeah, it's, I was always scared of that uh, the hand scene though. I was always like when that. Oh God, no! Oh yeah, absolutely. And the, you can't see what's in there, and and you don't realize that Flash is playing uh, Timothy Dalton until he puts it. Is like, oh no 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 no! Don't put your hand in there. <laughs> and like those weird and, like um, swamp creatures. Oh. <laughs> And Ming Ming was uh, the the Swedish actor we just lost. Yeah, uh, um, uh, help Max Funds. Max Max Funds. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, who's supposed to be Asian? I guess Ming. <laughs> I Ming never knew. Marcel. I never. Yeah, I never I knew that know. when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, is this, this is called Ming? <laughs> I'm sure both you guys have seen Ted at some point, right? Yes, Ted with. Ted, Ted with with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was like, I and like it was the, an eighties movie. Ted. <laughs> no, no. T- Ted with like the the animated talking. Uh, yeah, right. Seth, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And, and 
Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon, shows up as himself. And right. it's just oh, so he, funny. He followed me on Instagram one of these, like one of those nice. like, and but then he quickly deleted it probably to like get followers when he, I don't know how he found me though, but I'm like, why is All Sam right. Jones adding me? <laughs> like hey man, my personal, my, yeah, my personal account. I'm like, ah, whatever. Don't question it. Uh, <laughs> Another thing that freaked me out about that movie was those those robots with the the goggles. When you ripped off their goggles, like they they just like had like the wiring, and then went and the lady that like when wow. he threw on the spikes and she like melted. Oh, that was crazy! Yeah, the spike scene was creepy. Yeah, there was definitely some creepy stuff in that. It's like I I remember watching it a lot, but it certainly scenes I was like, yeah, uh-huh. we'll fast forward this. All right, um, who wants to go next? What, what do you got? So I want to, yeah. So I don't, we don't have to get too deep into the weeds because these are not, obviously not, these are well-known movies, but I do want to kind of give a shout out to the concept of the heavily edited for TV horror movies. Mm. So when I was first, like first starting to get into like horror, like my parents wouldn't rent me horror movies. You know, I just would be at the VHS store, like going through the horror section, like I looked at all these movies look fantastic. But eventually you found out, oh, like late night on like WPIX or whatever, you would give up to watch like some of like the sequels. So I would I definitely remember watching. I think the very first Nightmare on Elm Street I watched was actually Nightmare on Elm Street 4 because it was like it was like 89, maybe 90. It was finally getting into TV syndication. It out. It came out in like 88. And so that was like I think the very first Nightmare film I actually Scene. I knew I knew the titles, I knew the movies, uh, or of them, but never saw them. So getting to watch Nightmare on Elm Street, getting to watch some of like the Friday the 13th movies, all in like heavily edited format. So like obviously you're losing all the good stuff, but there's no boobs. Right. There's no like all the kill all the kill se- all the kill sequences are like obviously like excised from the from the film. So it's like you just get all this set up and like no payoff. Um but it was it was like my it was like my toe dip into horror, and I was like, oh, this is great! I just want to watch more of this stuff now. Um, so I really just want to kind of give a, a, a shout out to that to that to those memories of when you would get to catch these 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 horror movies like on TV, um, you know, for the first time. And then eventually, I got like we got like HBO. I was like, oh, holy crap! Like I missed like there was so much I was missing. <laughs> That's how I watched a lot of them, I think, was like they were on Channel 11 and and I would watch like Friday the 13th and I would get freaked out because like some guy got killed in a bunk bed and I slept on a bunk bed with my twin brother and <laughs> and I was, of course, top bunk. And <laughs> but my, my older brother, who was four years older than our, us, um, he showed us in second grade the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So oh that's God. kind of what scar- <laughs> that kind of kind of scarred me for life for horror movies, uh, like the stretchy, that, stretchy Freddy and the in the wall kind of thing, and then she was getting all bloody and and yeah, so that kind of like so then like I, even in college people were still like my friend Frank was always busting my balls like oh stretchy Freddy's gonna get you as I'm in a photo lab in the complete <laughs> darkness. Oh, <my> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> But I, I ended up watching most of the Friday the Thirteenth, though. But I don't. I never. I never finished uh, Nightmare, though. The same thing happened to my brother Brian. Uh, I, I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street when I was in fifth grade, which is still way too young to watch it. But my brother was in first 
grade, and he still remembers just being absolutely scarred by the experience of watching Friday the Thirteenth or no Nightmare the First Nightmare on Elm Street. There was a, there this, was a there was another horror movie. I don't know if it was in the nineties. It was that that always had like a, uh, a like molted into my brain was creep show i think creep show two. Oh yeah and they were okay. stuck it they were stuck like on an it was in the beach scene oh yeah with the, uh, with, the what well with, with the, the beach scene with uh with liam neeson where they're like they're the tides coming in and he's got like ted danson buried up to his head buried no, up to his neck no i think it was Leslie i think they were in a lake no, Leslie Nielsen, sorry not i think it might be creep show two because i think it was in a they were in a lake and it was like, yeah, and were, it was like a, too. it was like a, a wave, and they like the one girl yeah. thought she got a wave, uh, and the wave came over on her, and but everyone kept dying, and it's, it still freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, that was creep show too. It was it was called the that segment was called the raft. Yeah, that okay. there's a beach is closed, no swimming, so they swim in there, and there's a giant, basically amoeba creature Ugh. that eats them one by one, and yeah, the one guy gets away, swims to shore, thinks he's made it, and then yes, the the blob monster turns itself into a wave and grabs him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so so bad, but I'm like, I I don't know, I I don't know, I just never found any enjoyment in horror movies and being scared and like, cause I'm like, I'm a I'm a wimp, I'm like I have nightmares and I still have bad <laughs> bad dreams and still like think ghosts are gonna get me and <laughs> I used to it's I used coming. to I used to pee with the shower door open all the, I would open the shower curtain all the time because I thought someone was always gonna be standing there. It's like one of my like pet peeves i still kind of do it well i mean the the one the one time see this is the problem you've done it so much now the one time you don't do it is the one time the axe murderer is going to be behind the shower curtain and you're done right i'll be right back i gotta go bathroom (laughs) well he's not necessarily gonna murder you he just wants to watch you take a leak yeah his axe murderers are secretly perverse kinky ghosts Ryan's right. The one time you don't look is the time that they're going to be there. You're, you're, yeah, give me all that. Uh, uh, that's right. Excrete that urine. Oh, oh, this is the good stuff I've been waiting for. Um, who, whose turn is that? Is my turn? Eric's turn? I'll go. Um, you, yeah, go for it. How about Scavenger Hunt? Now, it was 1979, but it was, I, I still consider it an 80s movie. And it was with. I don't even know if I know that. Yeah, I don't either. It's uh, what's his face? Willie Ames, the dude that was in uh, Battlestar Galactica or the first one? No. Um, it had Cleavon Little. It had it had. Oh, wow. Scatman Crothers. It had um the dude from Empty Nest. Um, what's that? Mull, mull something, roller something. Uh, I forget his name, but it was like a huge. It had a, like Tony Randall, and it was like the the plot is like someone gives a, the, the, all the family members and like people that are associated with this millionaire who dies, which is Vincent Price, and and then he does like this. He was always like this person of like he. I guess he owned games. I think that's what it was. So he makes everyone had to. to scavenger stuff all over the town and people are stealing things and then people join forces and and then whoever wins gets the most stuff wins all the prizes at the end or the 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 will i guess so it was like a shitload of people in it willie ames from charles in charge before he went in christian movies and oh buddy lemon yeah buddy buddy. bible Bible man yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, but it was like it was one of those movies that my brother and I used to watch all the time. Then it was out of print for years and I think we spent like $60 on eBay to get a VHS copy and then I think um, it was released on Blu-ray for the first time last year so I ended up getting a copy of that and I'm like ah oh, I have it I'm like I, why did I spend $60 on this movie <laughs> but is your life more complete now that you have it though I do because I'm like oh if when I'm in like it's and it still holds up as a as a fun kind of like whims, whimsy kind of movie and like rat, like uh, rat race, kind of that kind of vibe of a movie where everyone's just trying to they're stealing things and shit happens and yeah. okay, it's a it's a fun one. I don't know if All it's right. uh, you might be able to find it on YouTube for free, but definitely not on streaming. I'm All right. Well, I'm I'm noting it down to myself. Scavenger it's, hunt. It's a good cast. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I yeah. if I was actually a professional, I would have like written down who started all these movies and. <laughs> it's more it's more fun trying to remember this stuff rather than like oh well the computer is literally right here I can look this up like in thirty that. seconds but it's yeah. more fun. but you know what it's it's actually more fun to kind of think about it from this perspective and like oh yeah who was in those movies and trying to remember it like you watch them Richard, like, Richard know, Benjamin back then Kevin Little uh, Tony Randall. Um, well, plus then you then you don't get great mistakes like saying Liam Neeson was in Creep Show. That's right. <laughs> I have a set and of skills. Also, <laughs> um, have you have you guys ever seen Hysterical from 1983 with the Hudson Terrible. brothers, which was Kate Hudson's I, one of her father was in it. No, it was like it, so. it was like a zombie zombie spoof, but that's like another. It's I have it on DVD, but it's, it hasn't been released on Blu-ray. But it's it was one of these like um, like it was the Hudson Brothers, and they just made fun of like there was like a lighthouse that had like John Larroquette was had he had a cameo in it, and it was like, it, and it was like some haunted lighthouse, and and then every time the lighthouse pointed at something. The people like the this the sea captain would come and kill people, and they would all turn to zombies, and they would all have turtlenecks, and all they would say was, "What difference does it make?" <laughs> and, huh. and then they had these two these two guys. I was like making fun of like Indiana Jones as like scientists that came to solve this problem. It's like it's one of those that that movie that my brother my brothers and I would watch every every year because like around Halloween probably time. But it's like if you guys like horror, it's like it makes fun of that and Indiana okay. Jones. Right. And right. I'm gonna I'm noting that one as well. Yeah, it's I it's really hard it's really hard to find though. Mm. But well, like Liam Neeson, I I have a set of skills that allow me to find what I need to watch. Yeah, <laughs> you you you'll, you can find it if you look in the right places. Um, All right, but. But the DVD version of of this movie, I, it was never in the TV version, and it was like a, at some point they're running away from the zombies, and then all of a sudden the zombies start breaking onto this zombie boogie kind of dance, and it's like I can oh, see boy. why they cut it, <laughs> and I'm like I'm like yeah I, I'll get fast forward this part, but the rest of it's funny. <laughs> now is it supposed to be humorous? I'm yes. assume yeah. slash hoping it's like okay. slaps slapstick and. Yeah, and like was 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 the dance supposed to be kind of like a ripoff of Thriller? Yeah, I think probably something similar to that. Yeah, 
but so, from okay. what I remember. But yeah, it's it's. I think from yeah, because was Thriller was like eighty two or something, right? Eighty yeah, eighty two, eighty three. Okay, yeah. yeah, so it makes sense. But yeah, that's if you guys like horror, it's it's very stupid kind of comedy, like Naked Gun, Airplane, okay. like that kind of kind of humor. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Who wants to go next? What do we got? All right. Maybe are we couple- still in? Uh- we we're can, still in the 80s. We're going to go, in, go into 90s. We can go into 90s. Yeah. I mean, we can always do more, more of these podcasts because they're fun talking about. It. All right. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, well, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do a nice little uh, bridge segue coming in at 19, in 1990, uh, the Kevin Bacon starring of the, of, of formerly of uh, Arrow Through the Neck and Friday the 13th. Uh, <laughs> uh, the have bad the Kevin stop. The, <laughs> the Kevin Bacon starring Tremors, which is oh, just an absolutely oh, wow. amazing <laughs> monster, amazing monster movie. I've seen uh, I've seen pieces that, of it. I haven't seen all of it. I've seen that. Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. I mean, it's it's one of those movies. And this is kind of like when I sidebar a little bit of a sidebar just to talk about like how I watch movies and kind of rate movies is like. Did the movie, the movie has a vision. Did the movie set out and accomplish what it, what it wanted to be? And if it wants to be like a really bad horror movie or just like a schlocky exploitation film and it pulls it off, fantastic. Like that's like, I give it a thumbs up. If it wants to be like this like heavy hearted drama and like best picture winner and it falls flat on its face, well then fuck that movie. Even though it's like, so I rate down that. So Tremors sets out to be kind of a throwback to like 1950s monster movie kind of like giant like insect kind of style movie, but it's like this giant worm underground in like New Mexico, I think. And it's Arizona. yeah, it's fan fucking fantastic. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's it's got some good good moments of scares. It's got a few like. Um, like, but you know, you know, gore moments. But it's it's overall, it's like it's it's humorous. It's a, it's a comedy, um, and it, you know, amazing practical effects too. I mean, the, like everything is like the the creatures are physical, or it's like puppets, or it's like these amazing like forced perspective shots. They do so much great stuff, uh, and it's Tremors is one of those movies where like growing up, we talk, you know, we're talking about leading into this uh, podcast, like. Uh, what movies did you grow up watching on TV? It's like Charles was one of those movies that if it was on TV, no matter where it was, you watch the rest of it. USA like, network. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. USA network fan. Oh, pour one out for USA network. Oh, and like go, up all, up all night. Oh. Did they go under USA I mean, network? I, I'm sure they're probably maybe they're still around, but not not nearly. No, they still not have, nearly. Not I don't watch anything on on it, but they yeah, you said burn notice and suits and some other movie. Uh, oh, shows. that's that's true. Right. I mean, I've WWE, had cable. Yeah, that was on there a lot. I've had cable in ten years, so I don't even know what channels are on. <laughs> there's there's too many there's too many stations, you know. Still now there's so many platforms to watch stuff on. Um, you know what. Yeah. You know what's interesting about Tremors, Ryan, is I, I'm thinking back. I can, I'm can. i pretty sure that's the first movie I ever saw that was both comedy and horror at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I didn't realize that. So I remember I, I, we watched it at a sleepover in February or March of 1991. It was me and 
Mike McCaffrey and a couple other guys. And we're um, turning this on. And like, let's get the scary movies out of the way first. So it was, I, I'm, I don't know why I remember this because I just have to. We started with Tremors, then RoboCop 2, then Total Recall, and then Ernest goes to jail. I don't know why those four. But like, okay, let's get the scary ones out of the way first. So we started with Tremors. And we're watching this going, this is kind of actually kind of funny. I never realized that. I mean, I, I always thought it was like a scary kind of movie. So I always kind of avoided it. No, it's, I mean, it's got some good, it's got a few like tense moments and there's yeah. definitely like, you know, like pseudo like horror elements, but overall it's like, a, I'm it's sure like I can a, watch it now. It's yeah. much more comedy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like PG-13. Also. It is PG-13. Fred, so, Fred Ward, Reba McIntyre, yes. Michael Gross yes. from Family Ties. Yeah. Wow. That's right. The one and only. See now. <laughs> who is, who I think Michael, Michael Gross is the only a uh, recurring character to appear, I think, in every single Tremors movie. Um, Burt Ward made it to, I want to say, For, part Fred, three or Fred, part four. Fred, Fred Ward. Dude, Fred Ward. Burt Ward was, no. was Robin. I would <laughs> love it if, if Burt Ward was in the Tremors movies. That'd be incredible. I'm, I'm literally Tremors. looking at the... I'm literally looking at the IMDb listing, and I still said Burt Ward. So. Holy giant worms under the soil, Batman! <laughs> All right, old chums. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't get rid of a giant monster. <laughs> yeah, Reba McIntyre is great because she just like she she's just this total like uh, a total badass. Like they're like she and she and Michael Gross play this like husband wife. They're like end of times doomsday preppers. So they're like they've got this literal wall of guns that they wind up like fighting one of the one of the tremor monsters with at some point. And it's just amazing. And they kill so, it with the elephant, the elephant gun. They break out the elephant gun. Oh, they break well, out I'm the not going to watch it and, now. <laughs> no, no, no. Watch, no, the, watch it anyway. That's only. That's only the. First, I think that was only the first one of them. So there's, yeah. there's, yeah. It's pretty. It's Ryan. Do you remember? Was there ever an explanation about why these things were? Was it nuclear <laughs> testing, or was it solar flares, or was it Mike Pence? What caused these things? <laughs> I don't. Giant phallic creatures underground. Yes, probably, probably, probably Mike Pence. Probably Mike Pence. And now I'm going to get yelled at that. Um, That's so. <laughs> no, I don't think. That, I don't think. I mean, maybe in one of the later movies they talk about it, but definitely in the first movie, that was the whole point of it. Was like, oh, it's kind of like it's like, um, yeah, they they just they're just guessing. Right. You know, it's like it's like the thing. Like, what's like? Why does the thing like? I don't know. It's from outer space or whatever. Like, there's no there's no rhyme or. The thing, oh, because it's, it's different than us, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I usually tend to the comedies and action adventures, and you know that kind of stuff. But occasionally, like I'd be like curious and like watch a movie that was, you know, deemed scary in my eyes. Like, like even like ones that were like super bad that are like one of the worst movies of all time was like Troll and Troll Two. Like that troll oh. too scared me. Like even like the part when they're like eating the green goo, or, like the bad acting and everything. But it's still like kind of still gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's troll, troll too. I mean, that's that's also like a, a great movie. You would always always catch on on cable oh, or yeah. like somewhere somewhere like Saturday afternoon on like uh, channel 57 or something like in the yeah. UHF channels. Um, 
and Spatula you know, City. But yeah, but also a great 80s flick there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But I could, but I could definitely tell. I could say, like, sure, like Troll Two. I mean, like, you don't really know what to make of this movie. And there, yeah, there's, there's when they're dealing with like all the green goo and they're like turning people into plants or whatever. It's like you don't, you're like, I don't know how to take this. So yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely yeah. see one you, you, you thinking that it's like horror, becoming like unsettled by like those images. Right. Yeah. Let's let's move on from Troll. I don't feel like having to think about that. Eric, what do you have any, any movies from the nineties from the early nineties? Um, I'm try- uh, I had one and I'm blanking on it at the moment. It, it would help me if I kept notes in front of me. So so I'm going to briefly jump back to the eighties again um, because I'm, I, I know at least one of you guys has seen Life Force. Life Force, no, which have, was I a have. Toby. <laughs> Toby Hooper, Toby Hooper, who did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Pult, it was his follow-up to Poltergeist. So, space vampires, astronauts discover space vampires. One of whom, there's two guys, and one of them's a chick, and it's basically space I forget the vampires. the gal's name, but she's the European actress, and they're like, all right, let's just have her walk around naked for half the movie, and that's literally all she does. She walks around naked and sucks the life force out of astronauts. Looking it's it like, up. Why now. is she naked? <laughs> <laughs> naked, naked space chicks. Life force. Done, done, and done. And I mean done. Ugh. I'm looking at the cover on IMDb. Matilda. It's not a bad, Matilda May. Probably sure. I don't yeah. know. Who, I don't know so, who that is. <laughs> exactly. Nobody knows who it is. It's oh, like, was, oh yeah, she, she was in the Jackal and. Sure, why not? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I've never oh, heard okay. of I've wow, I've never heard of this movie. I see Wait, the, cover, the, the cover looks familiar though. Well, I, I think it's I think it is on or it was it used to be on uh Amazon Prime. So if if you want to send anybody uh, uh, an affiliate link to Amazon Prime, get yourself some, <laughs> some money. Yeah, I do have an f- affiliation with Amazon. Uh, there you go. And then there's a, gi- there's a giant battle on Earth at the end of it, but but just the thing that sticks out is like, why is this chick walking around naked for half the movie? <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a it's a canon movie. What else do you want? Well, it's the same oh, thing. It's like, canon? What do you mean canon? Yes. What do you mean? Canon films. Canon, not canon like in story. Canon films. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm like <laughs> Nikon. <laughs> <laughs> we shot with a Nikon. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like so she's walking around naked the entire time so it's kind of like species in a way um yeah, no yeah. Except, well, yeah. except way way more gratuitous nudity than species oh okay. way more yeah all right <laughs> species i mean i have a soft spot for species i saw that in the theater when i was 16 and i knew it was bad even then but i'm like oh okay Gratuitous nudity. Yeah, she's na- yeah. naked in a couple scenes, but but literally life force. This this woman walks around completely naked for almost half the movie. You're like, why is this? Why are they doing this? What's happening right now? <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about a movie from 1989, Gleaming the Cube, with Christian Slater. Have you guys seen that? I have not. Yes. Is is that the? That's one of like the. Is that a? The rollerblading no, movie? No, it's skateboarding. Skateboarding, yeah. Skateboarding, that's right. Again, the, Tony the, Hawk the, was the in 80s, it, yeah. 80s 
extremes, ex- the extreme sports movies, of which I have another one on my list. Um, so this has become like the, the extreme sports movies. I have one from uh, ni- I have one from the nineties on my list. <laughs> we could talk about that one next. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> but yeah, cleaning uh, cleaning the cube was that's one of those movies that isn't on streaming sadly because it's I would like to watch. I think it might be on YouTube, but like just people randomly put movies up there, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a good movie. Good, I, I mean, it's good in sense that it's entertaining and right. You know, it's got Christian Slater in it, I guess, with the skateboarder, you know, skateboard, and with the uh, the dude from what the hell's his name from Goonies and and uh, Corey Feldman. No, he played the Fratelli guy. No, I'm not thinking. No, that's not oh, the guy. Oh, Robert Davi. No, yeah, no, it's not the guy I'm thinking of. He was in um, Running Scared with uh, Billy Crystal and and uh, hmm. what's the tap dancing guy. Um, but he played another cop. But yeah, he was him and Christian Slater. And I, you know, I got the IMDb. I should just fucking look it up. <laughs> well, there was some database on the internet of movies. On the interwebs. But internet, but eh? this, but the skateboarder like cultured were like, what the fuck is gleaming the cube, and why why is it called why is it called this? <laughs> Stephen Bauer, what is, that's what his is, name. What is a cube, and why are we gleaming? He, Stephen Bauer is in it. He's in Breaking Bad, right? Oh and wow, Better Call Saul. Yeah, you played, I think, a cop, right? Ed, so what Ed is gleaming Bauer. the cube? You can't you can't leave us hanging. What is gleaming the cube? It's something like he was a skateboarder punk kind of kid, and his I think his like adopted brother was like involved with like a gang or something, and then he got killed, and then he was investigating, and the cop was there, and then then uh, Christian Slater and all of his skateboarder friends go and find out who it is and then I guess he becomes friends with like his brother's girlfriend and I don't know I, I forget the plot of it but it was a movie wow. I used to watch a lot wow. but I had like Tony Hawk in it though I guess Tony Hawk was like that in Police Academy 4 he was <laughs> wait Tony Hawk was in Police Academy 4? he was in there was a quick scene where he's uh, David Spade and the other guy from Fast Times were skateboarding at the beginning of Citizens on Patrol and they're all wow. skateboarding, and Tony Hawk and Steve Steve Cab were there, I think, skateboarding. Wow. And then yeah, Michael Winslow was singing, I think, uh, "Citizens on Patrol." Yeah. Boom, boom, boom! Citizens on Patrol. Boom. And I think boom. Dougie Fresh was doing the show. I think that 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 song was playing during the beginning of uh, huh. Police Academy Four. Police Academy. I mean, all those movies I watched. I I I never watched the Moscow one though. I don't yeah, think I, I think I bailed out after uh, the Miami Beach movie. Miami, the Miami Beach one is a lot of fun, you guys. It's I love that one. The, the fart in the elevator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I even even the sixth one I like. I like the sixth one. I do, too. I mean, I mean, he writes dork on, on Captain, or, <laughs> Captain uh, Harris, yeah. Harris's chest. And he's walking around. But it, clearly, they were going for a PG rating, so they couldn't put another naughtier word on his chest. So he's just walking. Hey, what's up, dork? Hey, it's dork. dork. Hey, dork. Dork. <laughs> Sorry, Captain Dork. <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Gretzky's wife was in that one. Wayne Gretzky's wife. Yeah, Janet. Janet. Uh, Janet Gretzky. I forgot her last name or maiden name. Janet Jones. No. Janet, yeah, I don't know. Janet something. Janet Gretzky. 
yeah, but yeah, she was a she was in that one and number five. How do you guys feel about let's jumping back to the nineties now? How do you guys feel about Judgment Night? I love Judgment Night. Great soundtrack. Yeah. I have it on my shelf. I haven't watched it in a couple years. I remember I loving it when it first came out. But but I'd be really curious if I looked at it now. I'm like, Dennis Leary, is he really a good bad guy? Probably not, because he's doing Dennis Leary shit. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely playing Dennis Leary in that. I mean, there's there's no character beyond that. I mean, he's like playing the same Dennis Leary character you would see in like in Demolition Man. Um, you know, he's just like a little more meaner. Uh, you know, in this one, but it's I don't know. It's it's like ooh, it's like scary city. I think they're what in like Chicago. Chicago. So it's like you know, Chicago was still like at that point like. This ultra, like, ooh, like, like, go to Chicago and die kind of like city. Well, it's so much better now. (laughs) (laughs) And and Jeremy Piven, that's like the same character. Sometimes he lives, sometimes he doesn't. This one, he didn't. So yeah, right. you know, so yeah, it's it's a lot of it's 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 definitely a product of its time. And the soundtrack, I mean, soundtrack, I think is obviously it's uh, you know the the legacy uh, of yeah. of the movies. It's Helmet, the, it's the House soundtrack. of Pain, Biohazard, uh, Onyx, and I'm yeah, I think of some other ones. Yeah, well, Those it was and it was all ma- it was and it was all mashups too. Like that was the whole shtick of yeah. it. Was like, oh, we're gonna like we're gonna like match up these like. Hip-hop metal, band. metal, metal band, yeah, like metal bands and alternative bands. Wait, was this the start of new rappers. metal? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we can put that blame on this. I don't. Although, although you know, probably Fred Durst was listening. It's like, oh, this is actually a pretty good idea. I bet I could do this better. It's like putting peanut butter and jelly together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the What was the plot of it though? Or like, were they going to somewhere like? going to a boxing concert match. or something they were, they were going to a boxing match oh, and they okay. had they had a they were in this giant rv and they were in a really bad like um uh traffic you know backup and like oh we're gonna miss the fight we're gonna miss the fight and so they pull off like oh i know how to i know how to someone's like oh i know a shortcut and they're gonna like go through the projects of East st louis the, of, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me can one of you gentlemen tell me to get back on the expressway go fuck hey, your mama, your mama. <laughs> Basically, yeah, basically, Judgment Night is that scene in Vacation, but but done as a, as an action movie. The, the extreme dark version of it, yeah, like everyone right, like yeah, people exactly. get killed and right. Um, and that's and that's it. And then you know, hijinks ensue. Exactly. Exactly. I was I was checking this one movie out today, skimming through it, and it's from 1991, and it's really, really, really bad. Um, Rock and Roll High School Forever with Corey Feldman. Oh yes, that was also a really bad, good movie. Yeah, you know, it kind of like this, like a, a pseudo kind of. I don't know if it was just a straight up remake or a, or like a, sequel. a, just, or a yeah. sequel. Was it wasn't a sequel to the original Rock and Roll High School? Yeah, which I've never designed seen. As such. Yeah, which I've never seen, but I saw this one a million times. Oh, yeah, no. how, are, how are you? How are you a punk rocker and not seeing Rock and Roll High School? I don't know. It's like some some movies. It's just like. It looks bad. I'm like, I don't want to see Joey Ramone it, act. <laughs> it is, it is bad, and they can't act. Yeah, but it's you. I mean, you've got PJ Souls, uh, you know, running around and 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 looking adorable and 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 being all like, you know, seventies right. punk rock and whatnot, whatnot. 
and great soundtrack. I mean, you have, you have the Ramones and it's like, it's, it's kind of like this, you know, the equivalent of like a movie version of like schools out forever, which I think is actually on the soundtrack as well. Um, but that's no rock. The original rock and roll high school, which I think was 79, I want to say, um, is just, you know, a fun cash in on, on the Ramones, uh, and then rock and roll high school forever. It's just like, it's been 12 years. Let's make a sequel to this movie with Corey Feldman. And I was, I was looking it up today and I was like blown away because one of the characters is this Asian guy and he's in one of the band, the Eradicators and he was Stephen, Stephen Howe. And I didn't know that he was, he was the guy that was always on Conan doing these stunt bits. And he became like a, he's like a famous stunt coordinator and like actor, but he was in that movie as one of the, like, that's how he got his first SAG, I guess, uh, card by being in this movie. So I was like, I was, I didn't know that until today. And I was like, wow, my God, I used to love all his bits when he was on Conan all the time when Conan would, he would train Conan doing all these like Kung Fu bits, but he, yeah, you played the bass in that. And then I don't even know who else was in that, but it was, oh, the guy Rusty in um, European Vacation. He was in that as well. Oh, wow. Mojo Nixon. <laughs> Mojo Nixon. Is that a real person's name? Yeah. Mojo is like, yeah. high school is a prison. <laughs> that was the name Wait, of the song. Is character's name or the No, as a, as a singer. He's, that, a, he's a singer. Mojo Nixon? Yeah. Yeah. He had um wow. he had a he had a combo album with uh Jello Biafra of that Kennedy's. Yeah. That was like oh, a com- country. If you're, if you're if your store don't got Mojo Nixon, then your store could use a fixin. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that logic. But you can watch this movie on YouTube if you really want to. Um I don't know if you should, but <laughs> but the but the most famous the most famous line from the movie is Stephen Howe's character Ho how I don't I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but they're like they're trying to like fake a drug test and they bring in apple juice, and then the, and the, all the guard like because like there's like extreme like people come into the school like like dictator type people so they're like making everyone do drug tests so they're like they go up to the urinals all the guys in the like uh their friends and they're like they they pretend they're gonna pee and they pour the apple juice in and then they go and they're like and they start drinking it they're like and they're like this is not my pee (laughs) 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 and then all the security guards are like ew (laughs) like if there's if there's any scene to watch in that movie that's the one to watch that's the one to see it okay yeah who wants to go next? We'll do a couple more, and I think we'll we'll bail, and then we can always continue okay. this another time because there's, right. there's so many so, movies to talk about. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see if if my early '90s extreme sports movie is the same as Brian's. Uh, Airborne. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was into rollerblading and hockey, and so I I love that movie. And that kid actually, and that kid that was that actor, he, he was, he, he starred in a, a failed TV show called Swan's Crossing that filmed Oh, at, wow. I remember Swan's Crossing. Yeah. And it used to be like at 5 a.m. on like WPIX. And, and he actually was from Middletown, New York, which I, I lived. Um, and he was, I think he went to Monroe Woodbury High School, I think. I don't know, maybe Monroe or, or uh, but no, they filmed at what Monroe Woodbury Commons in, in Harriman, New York. 
because uh, I remember like I remember seeing reports of Swan Scarlet, but he was the actor that was the, the the main guy with Seth Green, and then Jack Black was that's like one of his first movies. Wow, that's right. Yeah, Jack Black is in that um, almost unrecognizable uh, to you know as uh, at that point. Like I, I think I totally forgot that yeah. he was in that. Um, but yeah, Seth Green is in that is also one of his uh, earlier, they're not earliest roles because he was like a you know a true child actor. Um, and that was he's like a teenager in this one too. Um, but for for those of you that have not seen uh, Airborne, that basically this this the the idea is it's like total fish out of water. It's like our main protagonist is like this Southern California like a surfer dude, and he has to go live with his aunt and uncle in Cleveland. I yeah, think. it's Cleveland. In yeah. like, in like the mid- oh, it's a horror movie. Yeah. In the, in the middle of winter. So he's like, oh man, I don't, I can't surf anymore. What am I going to do? But he brings a surfboard then, to the airport. Like, but he brings, a, but he brings water. a surfboard anyway, because you have to know if you like, you need like the ideas. Like, oh yeah, he's a surfer. So he brings a surfboard to, you know, to, to Cleveland with him because, you know, it's an extension of you know, himself. Uh, and, you know, but then, oh, he's also, you know, as luck would have it, you know, a really good rollerblader and, all the kids in high school rollerblade. And so, you know, he, he gets in trouble with like the, the main, like the, the alpha males of the high school. And there's like this big old rivalry thing going on. And then like the girlfriend, not girlfriend of his rival, like starts to like fall in love with him. And it just goes from, it just goes from there. I, yeah, um, like, I'm trying to remember because I haven't seen it in a while. I do own it on voodoo. <laughs> um, but isn't it like he couldn't? He tried ice skating and he couldn't, and they and he failed miserably, miserably at that, it. That yes, that's right. And then they he, he, he plays kind of hockey. Surf, cause surfing and rollerblading just go hand in hand, I guess. Of <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is Air, Airborne. Airborne. Airborne from nineteen ninety three. Yes. Okay. I'll give you guys as my, as my final pick of the evening. It's a little bit later in the '90s, but but I, I always remember because I had such a great time watching it in the theater. And it's not a good movie by any stretch, but but um, Anaconda, the first Anaconda, with J Lo, that came out. Yeah, yeah. With and J-Lo Ice Cube, and, and Ice was it T or Cube? No, it was Cube. You're right. And yeah. Jack uh, Owen Wilson is in there. John Voight, right? John, John Voight, right. John Voight, who in a career of being weird and creepy, this is absolutely the, the, the apex, the apogee of his weird, weird, weirdiness. Well, so don't you, don't you think uh, his current self is the weirdest right now of being? A, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's kind, of, kind of 50-50, I guess, <laughs> except when in real life, he doesn't really try to do a, a strange accent as, oh, as far okay. as I know. I met, I met him once at the Kentucky Derby of all places and he wasn't doing a weird accent that I remember, but, but, oh man. Yeah. Anaconda, you got, uh, I, I was a freshman in college when that movie came out and I don't really it's like, you know what? That. I'm just going to walk across the street and go watch this thing. And it's one of those movies where I, I, I'm sure you guys have all had this experience back, back. You see kids back in the day before the, before this virus, we used to go to the movie theater and see things together with other people and, and pay money to do this. But if, if either of you guys have ever had that experience where suddenly the entire audience just gets it and locks in together. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that was that was Anaconda for me. It was just you know because we're laughing at it, ha ha ha. But but then like it, like have both of you guys seen Anaconda? Start oh from- yeah, I've seen yes. not from start to finish, but I've definitely seen scenes. I think okay. probably the end I've seen. So I think, what? I, I think I've watched that start to finish in the past two years. Oh wow, okay. I think I've revisited that. I think that was. I think I revisited that one. So when um, the anaconda vomits John Vite back up, <laughs> he lands at JLo's feet and he winks at her. Just the whole place just went completely bonkers and was clapping. I remember there was a kid near me who's probably six, seven, eight years old. <laughs> like, what is happening? Is this movie the blame for Sharknado and all these like um, giant I, fish I, movies and things? You know, I, I don't know if you can logistically draw that line to Sharknado. But, um, well, the thing with Sharknado is that they don't take themselves serious. I, I think Anaconda was genuinely at least trying to be like, but he, blinked, eh, but if he, ha- yeah, I think that's, I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I think that's the, I think that was the point of Anaconda is like, they were legitimately trying to make a scary, like adventure movie with this giant snake, but it's like it's in that weird late nineties period where like all the CGI like just looks absolutely ridiculous and just Ugh. takes you completely out of you know being as like this is a movie like it just takes you completely out of the scene. Um, but they're trying to be, I think they were legitimately trying to make us like a horror movie, like a like a nature attacked you know horror movie. Whereas you know Sharknado is just like which I just despise because it's obvious it's just so. Well, it's attempting to it's it's so cynical and it's so like we're 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 trying to we're objectively trying to make right. a bad movie like we know we're trying to like that's the point of like anaconda like, or any movie that like just completely fails like we're trying to make like a scary movie right. and just it just absolutely and no one in the production no one in the editing no one in the test screening like no one like realizes how oh. This is not scary. This is absolutely ridiculous, and it can, and it only takes it only you know, it's only after it gets to live you know this the wide release screening that everybody's just like oh, oh my god shit, we got a dog on our hands this is bad <laughs> so you, you guys a couple of years ago I met uh, Judd Nelson at an event in DC wow and um, he's in this this terrible film from about ninety five called like Blindfold Acts of Obsession it's him and Shannon Doherty. And she gets na- she gets naked. All it's don't watch it. It's it's not even good. For but but I brought it up with him just because I'm like, dude, I bet nobody has ever asked you about this movie before. I, I ask him about I'm asking about this movie because I mean it's just deterred. No no two yeah. ways about it. But he said something to me that 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 has stuck with me. He said nobody sets out to make a bad movie. He's like, when I signed up for this thing, I thought, you know, there's some potential here. Yeah. So it's like no, nobody's going to put all this time and money and effort into making a turd. Yeah. I don't Sometimes know. it happens. And and this could, well, Sharknado and and the, uh, tr- um, what do you, what is that? Tr- what, what, what is that production house called that makes all those damn things? Oh, it's like the Asylum. The Asylum. Thank you. Oh. Like, obviously, they're setting out to make bad movies. Yeah, like those um, Myers movies, with the Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Those, like, yeah, Russ Myers. Yeah, yeah. Russ. But I don't think Anaconda was. I, I agree with Ryan. I don't think Anaconda was setting out to be bad. It just the, the end result was bad. Yeah. 
But I'm like, if you go back, if you go back to his comment though, I'm like, there's people making, there's going out of the way to make bad movies. Like, if you go on on Tuesdays when I do my DVD listings on the site, I go through and I see all the like Russian ripoffs of like Jurassic Bark, and it's like like all these things that have the same font as like Guardians of the Galaxy, right. and like they're just purposely trying to fool people into buying these movies, and it's like it's like a scam, and it's I don't know how they get away with it, honestly. No idea. That's a great question. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is Triassic World. It's completely different. <laughs> there is something probably like that. Yeah. It's Lake Cretaceous Amusement Park. It's fun. It's totally not the same. It's totally not the same. Snikes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Eric, you 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 um you pick a movie and then I'll do one and then we'll call it a night. Um, I think I just went with Anaconda. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was actually looking this up today. Um, I was watching the trailer for it and I was showing my wife. She's like, yeah, this is a really 90s movie. Only the Strong from 1993. Don't know that one. It stars um, the dude that was in John Wick 3 and he was in The Iron Chef, I think. Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is actually a really oh, good movie. Oh, that's a fun movie. Um, yeah, that's uh, Mark, Mark DeCastros. Yes. Um, oh, but it's wow. like... Yeah, it goes. It's like takes place in Miami and all these like troubled, troubled kid, teen kind of things. And they picked like fifteen out of the the group, and he has like a capoeira kind of program and gets them to be good kids. And then there's the one one kid that has an uncle who's the drug dealer of this of the Miami, and and then he goes and fights him because he's an ex marine. It's like kind of like one of those. It's like one of those cheesy like Chuck Norris kind of style kind of movies. But that's one I used to watch, and it, so much so I used to watch it so much I bought the soundtrack because it was, you know, you probably know the song is like, banana way, banana, and it's like zoom, zoom, zoom. That's all like the car commercial, like that song is from that movie. Oh like, wow, I remember zoom, zoom. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's from that movie. Zoom, it's that soundtrack. Wow, wow. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> the more, the more you know. <laughs> You know, look, I've got some embarrassing soundtracks in my collection. The first three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, I have all three of those in my tape collection. Too legit. All three of them. Too legit. Too legit to quit. No, no, no. The, the, it was Adam's uh, Family. The, Wait, is that Adam's Family? Yeah, it was Adam's. Oh. No, that was just um, that was just MC um, Hammer oh, right. on the same album as as the Adam's. Group. I did have I did have that soundtrack, and that was um, yeah, MC Hammer had. This is what we do. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the first Turtles movie. Yeah. My body, it's my body. Take it where I want to. Pop it at a well, party. I know it way too well. It's kind of embarrassing. That's the only there. song I don't I that's the only one I can think of off of memory. I can't think of anything else. I mean, obviously the second one's got vanilla ice. Of course. Ninja, ninja rap. Ninja rap. Rap. And all of a sudden, like he just comes out of the thin air. He's like just rapping about this. Of course. I mean, <laughs> well, that's, that's how good he was. Yeah. Brian. It just right. giant turtle ninjas invade his concert. He's like, oh, wait, I got this. Yo, it's a green machine going to rock the town without being seen. <laughs> you know, he could have been an eight mile. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, God, that would have been a funny like SNL sketch. Of, like, if they, you know, were funny. But... Well, well, now we need, now we all need to just go watch Cool as Ice. I, and... I've been wanting to. I've been, I can't find it. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. 
don't know if I've actually seen it. I mean, you just know of it. It's it's believe it or not, it's it's so hard trying to watch movies during this pandemic because of my my son. I mean, because it's like he wants he wants to watch Star Wars every day, which is great, but he wants to watch it every day. It's like okay, you need to space out the movies right. but i've been trying not to watch as many movies i actually showed them goonies the other day because they had right. josh gad did the the goonies reunion oh, that, thing. Was that was amazing yeah was so i'm like amazing. i immediately watched it after and i'm like and halfway through my wife's like you know i don't think i've seen this movie i'm like what oh. <laughs> i'm like i'm like you said that towards the end because you know i was gonna make you sit down and watch this <laughs> But yeah, I mean, obviously, The Goonies is one of the movies I've watched probably the oh, most. Course. Back to the Future. I think he's doing Back to the Future next. Cast Josh Gad. Oh, I'm in for that. Yeah, and they're doing over in Manchester right now. They're doing a uh, Back to the Future musical that they're doing in Manchester, and then they're gonna do in Soho. And it's actually like Alan Silvestri and uh, Robert Zemeckis, I guess, gave a thumbs up to it. But I don't know if I'm not really leave it, leave it, leave it alone. I know, I know. <laughs> Leave it alone, please. <laughs> it's like everything's turned into musicals. I'm like, yeah. Also, if you're going to do a musical about it, do a bad movie that nobody liked. What was like, oh, was it Army of Darkness or Evil Dead? They did a music for, musical for that. Dave, Evil Dead, there was an Evil Dead musical, which I have seen. Or oh. I've seen a production of it. It's, <laughs> it's fun. It's like, you know what? It's like going to a gore concert because uh. they because they deliberately like spray you with like fake blood and they like tell you like, oh, if you're going to sit in like the first two, two like rows, which I which I did, um, you know, you're in you the are zone. you're going to get you're in the splash zone. So like bring, you know, Gallagher. <laughs> yes yeah exactly like bring bring an umbrella bring like you know a, a poncho or something to watch to watch it i thought I, it was it was fun there was my recollection was there was a lot of unnecessary like gay like gay jokes and like not good so like kind of so like mean spirited it was outdated even though it was like Three years ago, like, <laughs> right. I was just like, ah, these. There's a. There was just. A, I just remember like there being like a lot of jokes that just did not hit, yeah. and it was just like, just really low hanging fruit, and just like, Nuh. yeah. Not, I, I I could not really honestly recommend seeing it, but uh, I, yes, it, it exists. Yeah. All right. Anyone? Any? What's What's leave on a more uplifting note? Let's pick one more movie. Um. Let's think of a good one. I don't know. All right, I'll, I'll let me let me throw this one out there. Okay. We, so, um, it is the Animal House of our generation, PCU. Oh, I love it. Not seen. Not seen it. No. What? No. Jeremy no, Piven, Alex Desert from Hepcat. Yes, I would have Hepcat's in that. David uh, Davis Spade. John Favreau. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. That's one that got past me. Jake oh Busey. My, oh, it's, I mean, yeah. That it is, is um, David Spade. I th I think there's like one or some kid. I don't think there's any kids in the hall, but I think there's like a few people from like a few other like sketch comedies that are in it like briefly. Um, and mm. I th I'm trying to think who else is in that. But it's like, I mean, it's so, it's such a dissection of like, early 90s i mean like it's the double entendre of the, of the name it's like uh 
the, the PCU is like, I think it's like Port Chester University, but then it's obviously like PC, like PC, like, you know, yeah. politically correct university because, oh, okay. every, it's a movie because before everybody the on, time, right. Um, everybody on campus is like aligned with like, you know, a, a, a race activist yeah. of like one yeah. thing or the other. Wow. And you've got like, the the dingy like grunge uh house versus like the preppies um it sounds pretty legit i might have to check this out it's, it's a, definitely a product of its time i right I, I can't remember the last time i've seen it uh i do recall it, like it's not available on it, streaming it, no yeah i mean i think it's 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 uh definitely a product of the 90s yeah because like jeremy piven's character like in a way it's like yeah sure they're making fun of the pc people but in a way it's like he's almost it's almost like republican talking points a little bit but it's like it's still it's it's still funny um because like david david spade's character is like this little snippy little like like republican kind of like snooty kid and and um the the lady that was in Arrested Development, she's plays the um, what's the person that's head of the college, the dean, I guess. Yeah, the dean. Yeah, yeah. So she's in that, and uh, she's oh, trying to get. You have, yeah, go ahead. You have the ama- the amazing uh, performance with uh, George Clinton and uh, Funk- and Parliament Funkadelic Parliament at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, a product of his time, and I think it's you know if you were to watch it now and not having seen it, um, I guess if you grew up in the like you know you were a teenager in the nineties, right? Uh, you'd probably like, oh yeah, like this seems familiar. Like I don't, I don't know how well it would hit. Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. You got like Elvis nowadays. Costello and George Clinton. Oh yeah, you got Elvis Costello. You've got um, Mud Honey. I think. Or no, no, it's it's Mud it's Mud Honey covering Elvis Costello. They're doing a version of uh, Pump It Up. Oh okay. Wow, I thought there was both, but I'm making, okay. I'm making notes on that as well as uh, some some gems I wanted to say for next time. <laughs> yeah, we should have a homework assignment. I should. Which one should I watch? <laughs> I don't know which one. I'll, I'll have to go well, back I'm, and listen. I'm gonna, to yeah, I'm gonna watch cr- Crawl. That's it. That's an easy one. Yeah, that's that's all that's over the place. You can easy watch that assignment. One. If I can find PCU, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna check that out. Maybe I'll all watch right. Tremors at some point because it seems like it's kind of. You know, not too. You, can, every, you, you guys can, like all these scary movies. <laughs> it's it's not Ryan. It's not super scary. It's, right. it's, it's not super funny. scary. Seen, okay, I it's mean, scary in the same way that Total Recall is scary. Let's put it oh, that okay. way. Get these people ill. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's some gross stuff that happens, but it's yeah. I mean, God, Total Recall. When I saw that the first, you know, it, it, uh, uh, I know we're talking going to legitimate movies now, but when the weird shit started happening to him, like after he came back from, from recall, I'm like, Oh wow. Oh, this is freaking me out now. Yeah. It took me a while to watch that one. Cause I was, I was a huge Arnold fan. I mean, still am, but that one, I, that one, it took me a while to watch. Cause it just like the one scene with his eyeballs going in and out. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Uh. I, don't <laughs> I don't know. There's certain movies that I just like never, never watched like immediately added like someone to tell me word of mouth like i watched commando like a gajillion times and mm-hmm. like that and like with the scene where he gets all the guns i'm like oh yeah i'm like now i'm like get that shit away from me <laughs> i don't want to see that <laughs> yeah but well 
I, we, I'm sure we can talk for hours and hours about movies, and I, I would love to do this again because this is a lot of fun. Um, just for this topic alone, just obscure, and sure. underrated oh. 80s and 90s, and we can even branch out to the the zeros, the 2000s. <laughs> I got, a, I got, yeah, I got a couple for you guys for. Yeah, for, I've, I, I, I barely, barely scratched my my notes list here. Uh, so let's. So if you get enough, if you get enough listeners to this to this episode, and and your your subscribers, you have a net positive subscriber versus like loss of subscriber. Let's do this again. <laughs> no one's no one's listening right now because no one's driving. So it's like it's like it'll get to it eventually. <laughs> and I, I've been told that people listen to podcasts even when not driving. So. I do from time to time, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll listen to the podcast over again, mainly when I'm editing. But um, yeah, this is a lot of fun, guys. Uh, certainly needed it. This week was rough, so I definitely needed to, to see some other people besides my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, the technology is for us, especially yeah. in these weird times. Yeah, I'm mean, recording an episode for a podcast. It's, it's a win-win. But you guys, uh, you guys have a great night. Uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, you do the same. Where can you? Where up. can everyone find you, though? I mean, I mean, do you guys have Instagram or social or anything like that? Like, do you guys care? Yeah, yeah, I know Ryan does, but I don't know if Eric. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at singer writer efa. My okay. handle. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all that junk. Okay. And uh, all my writings are at my muckrake page. So if you look up. My muckrake, Eric Althoff, A L T H O F F. That's a yeah. But I post all that stuff usually on my on my Twitter account. Okay, cool. Yeah, and yeah, you can find me at uh, djryanmidnight.com. You can also find me on Facebook uh, as DJ Ryan Midnight uh, as well. Um, so you get all my um, you know, weekly weekly ish uh, podcast episodes and other and the other random musings I need to to get out there. Rock and roll. And we can see you in very colorful suits at Scott shows oh, when that happens. And how. And how. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. My, my suit collection needs some, needs some love. So hopefully this That's whole cool. pandemic cool. thing gets, is, is over. I'm like, who's about. this guy always in the front row of my photographs singing along <laughs> to ska bands. <laughs> Not only that, Brian, but when I did my bachelor party back in February and Ryan brought all he pulled out all the stars. People were like, dude, you you brought it, man. <laughs> where do you find them? I, I have no idea where he finds them. Here and there. Here and there. Here and there. I, I, I have my sources. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this. Talk to you soon. All right, Stay all right. safe. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.